you on Curiosity Stream. We've walked with dinosaurs. We've explored our prehistoric planet, and we were always told the same story. Extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs survived? Amazing Dino World 2. Watch it now on Curiosity Stream. With monthly, annual, and bundle plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. So just let me say at the outset uh, that we'll be posting more about our biographies uh, online in a few weeks, but let me introduce myself a little bit. I'm Jeff Pelletier, as I said. My partner is Neil Johnson. The reason I'm here with Neil is in large part because of Neil. I met Neil when Barbara and I moved here to Minnesota, and we have been friends for almost 30 years. I follow Jesus. I've become more and more interested in knowing God and the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That desire to know God, a full reading of the Bible, watching the world events, many hours of deep discussion with Neil and others, led me to see that the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, and that region of the world are very, very important to the past, present, and future of the world. About two months ago, in one of my discussions with Neil, I got a flash of insight that we're being, we were being asked to bring this podcast to you. So here we are. So Neil, you, you and I have had many uh, conversations about Israel over the 20 plus years we've known each other. In fact, you are the person that introduced me to my Jewish roots, as I've come to call them. But I've never asked you, Neil, what was the moment in your life when the light came on about the importance of realizing the understanding and importance of Israel and Judaism? Well, for me, Jeff, and thanks for that question, um, it wasn't a flash by any means. I had no background, like maybe a number of listeners, as far as growing up in the church or denomination or doctrinal stance for or against, or none at all. And early on as a young man, I did go and spent some time in Israel, and it was a evolution more than a, as they say, Damascus Road experience, a blinding light from heaven, as it were, saying, this is true and this is false. So just over the course of growing, having an experience with Messiah, reading the Bible, if you will, untainted by any sort of doctrine, which can be good and bad, I realized that Israel, the Jews, meant Israel, the Jews, and that the Messiah, our hope, is inexorably linked. It is so interwoven that you cannot, it is impossible to have one without the other. So let me ask you a question. When, before you went to Israel, 
Sure. What was your stance? What was your opinion about Israel and the Jews? I really didn't have a developed stance or opinion. Mm. Uh, I was a pretty blank slate, as it were. Mm. I only look back on that period having uh, had a, if you will, church experience with a very vibrant, active, uh, exciting church Mm -hmm. in another state Mm -hmm. where I lived for a period of time as a very young man. Mm And as I look back, I realize, in fact, they were a replacement theology church. Replacement theology? Meaning, Jeff, that is a common term today that people throw out, but it's very old. Mm. And it basically means the church, any believer in Jesus, has usurped, replaced, taken over the nation and people of Israel and the Jewish people. In other words, the church is all the promises, whenever it says Israel or the Jews, just read Gentile Church. Oh, okay. Be- yeah, I remember that. I, I, re- I experienced that as a kid. I was raised, a, I was raised Episcopalian. Right. And that, that evolved out of the Church of England. Sure. And the Church of England thought of itself as the church, right? right. As the Catholic Church thinks it is the church. And once you put that the in front of your title, the... You become it, right? Well, and you that, become it. Correct, and I think that is the dilemma that we come to face: is mm-hmm. how do we harmonize the fact that we are in the kingdom mm-hmm. as believers? Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking to people who who are believers and have accepted the Messiah, Yeshua is his Hebrew name. Jesus is our common mm-hmm. English mm-hmm. name. How are we in the kingdom exactly? Because if the Jews are chosen, what does that mean about me? And yet, I know I've had an experience. I know God talks to me. So where do I fit? Am I the new Jew? Did God do away with the Jews? How does it work? Yeah, interesting. So you experienced this this, uh, replacement theology in that church that you attended, right? I did. And And then what prompted you to pursue a greater understanding? And again, it was not that I identified it definitively at that time because I was a brand new person in, in the, the belief of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The church itself, Jeff, didn't know that they were replacement uh, theology as Ignorant of the fact that they had made this choice. Didn't even yeah. know. They yep. just accepted yep. certain doctrine and yep. teaching and yep. just assumed. Yeah. Now, in our day, we are being confronted forcefully and abruptly confronted mm-hmm. by facts on the ground, completely outside of ourselves, is where do you stand on this issue? And a great many people are confused because they really maybe haven't given it thought or they have been indoctrinated by doctrine. So, so that's, a, that's an interesting point that we should pursue at some point because... Uh, we are, in fact, bombarded with news stories, uh, 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 events in the Middle East. It's all the time. And the, if you look at the content of the news, the Middle East is like has a really strong proportion on a regular basis in the news. So that that's really an interesting point. And, and what, what's up with that? You know, uh, and we I think we've talked about that in our past. But I want to go back to. Uh, the, the, how you got into this place where you care. Right. You care, okay? 
I got there through you, okay? <laughs> I you, you started talking to me and started telling me things, and I went, wow, wow, wow. And then I started, you know, looking it up myself and went to the Bible, right? And I, I, was, I was in a, a New Testament Greek class at the time, and we were translating the book of Ephesians. And in chapter 2... In, in in Greek, in, 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 in you know, and I understand. I was looking at the English Bible and the Greek. In, in in the Greek, it says that we become members of the Commonwealth of Israel. That's correct. It says it right there in Ephesians. That's correct. That's Paul writing to the Ephesians. That's exactly right. It says that we become we we become members of the Commonwealth of Israel. I said, what, what? How come never nobody preaches this? Correct. Why doesn't anybody say this? Which correct. goes back to your biased mindset that we have that we're it that we're it and we're not it right and how did that happen it, if you look back in history and see that development well good-minded people let's not say those who used scripture mm-hmm. uh, kings rulers emperors yeah. for their own purposes that's a given you can yeah. read that and they, yeah. they found a use for it popes whomever but let's say you take some of the great men of God who seriously pondered the same issues that we ponder today. How does that work? Mm. It was inconceivable that Jews and Israel could mean Jews and Israel. They were scattered. They had no authority, no power, nor wherewithal. The uh, land that God said is his land that he gave to the Jews in perpetuity was overrun by who knows which conqueror at that time. You know, we've had just a succession of Mamluks and uh, Turks and uh, Crusaders and British and uh, even up to our time, the U.N. still wants authority to, do, to make the decisions for that land. But God says I gave it to a specific identifiable people group and a specific geographical region. Well, these men wanted to know, well, what could that mean? And therefore, they came up with a lot of allegory. It must mean this. Uh, It cannot mean that. But it wasn't all nefarious, uh, Jeff. A lot of it was because they seriously wanted to know how does it work. Very less known during that period there. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There were always voices who said, no, as preposterous as it seems, someday, some kind of way, the Jewish people will be in that geographical dot, that speck on the globe. So you've always had this (laughs) confrontation, as it were, but some of it was uh, by people who just, it was inconceivable, so they had to find a reason how could these scriptures that I hold as true be true? Be true, yeah. So they had to, they had, as you say, they had to, they had to allegorize it, allegorize, or metaphorize it, or explain it away, rationalize it in a way that it worked for them. Correct. Instead of submitting themselves to 
what the word actually says. To what it actually says. That we become members of the Commonwealth of Israel. And we see that exploding before us today. You cannot watch any news program, you cannot read any magazine, news article, but that somewhere there is something about this dot, and I keep calling it this speck on the globe, which is exactly what these... It's, an, a, it's a neighborhood. It's a neighborhood. It's a, you know, comparatively speaking to the rest of the landmass, it's a neighborhood. It's a nice house in a bad neighborhood. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's just as the prophet said that the world will be consumed with Israel in those days. And I believe those are our days. And the evolution, the reconstruction, it's called the gula, the, the redemption process that we find ourselves in today, you can watch it unfold and pick your favorite news channel. Mm -hmm. And if you're not looking for the redemptive quality, the reality of God, you can miss it. But somebody, somewhere, in every publication, in every country of the globe, will discuss and talk about Israel. Israel. So let's let's get back to, to your uh, epiphany or your... The, the way it, you know, you said it wasn't a flash. It was like a brilliant, it was, it was an, uh, an evolution of thought in you that Israel was important. You, right. went over, you said you went there. You went there. What, what, what kind of things happened to you while you were there that, that made you have that V8 moment? Correct. Where, where you realized well, it's I, all true. Surely, and... Uh, you know, I've been there many, many times. Mm, yeah, I know. I've been there many yeah. times. Mm -hmm. So it isn't that one was more powerful than the other. But what was they the continued one? To, they continued, Jeff, to, yeah. to build on each oh, other. sure, sure. And so... I'm looking for the turning point, though. Well, that's a difficult time to pick. You know, I remember, uh, to give you a story, I was in China. Mm-hmm. And the Jewish presence in China, the history of that is fascinating. That can maybe be for another topic. Mm -hmm. But at that time, it was against the law for the Chinese to have any religious freedom at all outside of the government-sanctioned uh, churches, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we had what's called an underground leader talk to us. And somehow, uh, we got on this topic of Israel and the Jews. And I explained to him that in the West, there's this thing called replacement theology, if mm, you will. Yeah. This confusion of who's a Jew, Christians are the real Jews, we're the spiritual Jews, we're the new Israel, different facets of the same basic idea. And he looked at me and he said, how is that possible that they can read these documents and come to that conclusion? And I remember specifically saying to him, you have to remember that we have had 2,000 years longer than you to mess it up. <laughs> That's a good long time to mess it up. It's a good long time yeah. to, to yeah. ponder and, yeah. and let man's thinking and assumptions and yeah. preferences and biases, you know, in spite of the fact that Christians will say the word says what it says and I believe it and it's literal and it's true. Mm -hmm. To so many, they'll say that, but the moment you mention, so the Jews in Israel, they will throw out a term maybe in defensiveness or not knowing, are you trying to Judaize? Yeah, that's, and that's, a, that's, also, that's also a terrible thing that we, we will get into in a future, a future podcast. But 
Uh, I want to go back to uh, what I want to go go by what you just said regarding the way Israel is viewed, and when people read the scripture, the Chinese person said, "Well, it's right there. How can people not see it?" Correct. There's been a few translations. The most recent that I've heard of is through the Lutheran Church in Denmark, where they've removed every reference to Israel and the Jew. Hmm. And their uh, rationale for that is that the people in the land of Israel and the Jewish people today bear no resemblance to the Hebrew people of God's promise. Except genetically. Well, (laughs) Their DNA. Right, right, right. But we, we, we're faced with those issues today. I mean, one is outright anti-Semitism, yeah. and so you can deal with that. But when somebody comes to you a little more sinister, mm. a little more disingenuous, mm-hmm. uh, as I told you before, a little more snake-like yeah. during the garden where it was deception, yeah. uh, one way to do that, to, but it's the same replacement idea, is to say, well, those people are not the real Jews. And we find that manifest oh. in a lot of people, mm. whether it's a, a number of different offshoots who say, we're the real Jews, those are the fight, fake Jews. Mm. And interesting. Yeah, so yeah. it's all that's the same. Inter- that's interesting. So uh, the, Chinese, the Chinese gentleman that you spoke with was just reading the Bible, taking it at its word, Accepting right. what it said. Correct. And not questioning it because he had the faith of Christ in him and, and he believed. And so uh, that's, that's, direct, that's in direct correlation to when, when you started to talk to me. I mean, so clearly this is this, what we're talking about here right now has happened before. Okay, so you started talking to me, telling me what, you know, this and telling me that. And I'm going, well, is that really true? I'm going to go to the Bible, and so when I went to the Bible, I, I, I thought, there it is. It's right there. It's right there. So I, 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 it just blew me away. So when you're in Israel, and all of this is is unfolding to you Correct. in a progressive way. That's right. That it's really true. It's not made up. It's actually you can see the Wailing Wall. You can see. Uh, the city of David. You can see the ex- excavation going on. You can see the the uh, uh, Jordan River. You can see people being baptized in the Jordan River. You can be baptized in the Jordan River. You can see, you know you can see it all, and it's it's really it's it's really hard to uh, how do I say it? It's really hard to revise geography. I mean, it's just true, right? I mean, it's, it's there, and once you see it. It's like you can't argue with it. No, you can't. And that's what I was trying to basically allude to, and that is it is a progressive wave, as it were, building and building and building. It wasn't one where I was anti-Semitic in any fashion or a replacement adherent in any fashion. And voila, God said, that's wrong, and I had an epiphany. Right. For me, it was this continuous build, 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 build till the uh, realization and foundation that it is, as I said, the Messiah and Israel are so interconnected that you cannot have one without the other. And that is what this all is about, Jeff, whether it's replacement theology or outright warfare or extermination or any other attempts throughout history to get rid of the land, get rid of the Jews, is all about if I can erase one, 
the other cannot occur. In other words, Messiah cannot return, cannot come back, cannot fulfill what he said he would do if there's no people in the land saying, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, a specific people, or there's no land and specifically determined, predetermined city to come back to. So it all hinges. They are so linked together. You're talking about Jerusalem. I'm talking about Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Yes, because the Lord is not coming back to pick your favorite city, Rome or any uh, New York. He is coming back to Jerusalem. And that is where it all began, Jeff. And you must think of this picture. It spread around the globe and went from the Jews Mm -hmm. definitively and specifically All of the early believers were Jews. Mm -hmm. They did the unthinkable for their day, just like for some people it's unthinkable to go to Israel and the Jews. They had just as many biases toward Gentiles, and yet they went and preached the good news, and it exploded and has gone around the world. So it is a fact that an Orthodox Jew today Mm -hmm. gets out of bed and says, thank God that I am not a woman or a Gentile. Yes, some do. Right? Absolutely. So, I mean... I'm, I'm making the point Correct. that Jews would not naturally want to be any have anything to do with a Gentile. Well, we read that with Peter's experience, yes. where yes. they they did not they believed in God. Discover this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great, but with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They read what the word said, and he did not want to defile himself. And he had to wrestle with what does that mean, just like many of our listeners will have to wrestle and may say something like, but wait a minute, I know a Jew, and maybe he's wonderful, but maybe they'll say, this guy did this, or they do that, or... And so my response always is, A, that's got nothing to do with what the Bible tells us yes. to think or be, but C, do you know any maybe less than honorable Americans, Irishmen, Germans, pick your, <laughs> pick your flavor. So it doesn't mean they're perfect. Yeah. But God always yeah. said yeah. your job as yeah. believers is yeah. different than that. Yeah, it's not, about, it's not about people being perfect at all. It's about, it's just, it, I want to go back to the, uh, you brought up Messiah. Yes. You brought up Messiah, and I want to I want to talk about. Uh, so one of the reasons that I care about Israel is because it is the birthplace of Jesus. Of course, as a Christian, right? It's the birthplace of our Lord, right? So He was the Savior. He is the Savior. Wasn't He Jewish? Not only was, but is. Right. Yeah. He is Jewish. He is Jewish. And we can see that just by the very fact. First of all, everything is revolves around the fact of a Messiah. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying Jesus didn't stop being Jewish? I mean, he didn't become a Christian? 
Uh, no, he didn't, actually. Now, he was, if you will, in a sense, a Christian from the beginning, in the sense of God's plan being revealed, and Jesus knew God's plan being revealed. But this label called Christianity, he never applied to himself, nor was it ever applied to Jesus. But what was applied to Jesus were terms like son of Israel, rabbi, lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. He took all of those son terms. Son of David. Son of David. Mm-hmm. Yes, many, many more. Again, showing that you cannot unravel. You cannot have two separate uh concepts, Messiah and Israel and the Jews, they are completely interwoven. As a matter of fact, the Bible refers to both Messiah and Israel using the same terms many, many, many places. Times. Many, many times. And, and yeah, so that's, that's uh, so Jesus is a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. He will come back as a Jew. As a Jew. Okay. All right. So uh, wasn't Jesus critical of the Jews? Absolutely. In the gospel, I mean, the, the, John's gospel goes into great, you know, great, great detail about Jesus speaking badly of the quote unquote Jews. Yes, yes, indeed. So, what's it up does. with that? Right. And so, a lot of people have used that as a basis, including some of our um, more recent history, Adolf Hitler himself, mm-hmm. is, is using the archetype of uh, anti Semitism. But, Jeff, not only did Jesus himself have critique of the whole concept called the Jews, Mm -hmm. but that was in-house criticism, as it were, just as though you might say the Americans, the British, the, you know, pick your country, the Germans. But Jeff, not only did Jesus himself use those terms, but in the Talmud, which is the extra-biblical writings, the oral law that religious Jews uh, adhere to, they are very, very critical, just as critical, more critical than Jesus of the ruling, quote, Jews who were in control of the government, if you will, the temple at least, of that day. They railed at how perverse the justice and the rulership was. So, yes, Jesus on occasion did talk about generically the Jews, but you have to remember he was a Jew. All of the people he was talking to were Jews. So it would be like saying I'm talking about you now when I use a disparaging term. So the the point that I get out of that is is that when Jesus says, Jesus, uh, uh, when John says that Jesus did this to the Jews or said this to the Jews, he's talking to the Jewish leaders of his day, which he called hypocrites. A brood of vipers, and the reason for that, my take of it is anyway, is that they were they were hypocrites. They they would say one thing and do another, and he was constantly pointing that out to them. Correct. <laughs> which made them mad, which made them want to kill him. Which guess what they did, but uh, but yeah, he was he was attacking the integrity of their leadership, That's not right. not the fact that they were Jews, and that was John's word or John's way of communicating. The Jews, meaning the Jewish leadership. Correct, for that day and, and, and that overarching term. But in the same vein, Jesus also said things like, unless your righteousness, now he used that term, mm-hmm. being righteous, mm-hmm. exceeds that of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. So he didn't say that they were complete hypocrites. He talked about unless they, 
your righteousness exceeds. And he used other terms as well where he reached back into the uh, laws of Moses and so on and, and, and utilized them. As a matter of fact, when they were going to kill him on one occasion, he said, well, which of these laws, which of these instructions, mm-hmm. which of these commandments, choose your interpretation, mm-hmm. your translation, I think instruction is better. Which of these have I broken? And they were forced to say, you didn't break any of them. So he himself followed those commandments. So yes, we have this sort of tug and pull of how does it actually fit and, and, and come into play. But he in no wise did away with them or said they're all bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, he, he went about to fulfill the understanding of them Correct. better and better and better. If you read the Sermon on the Mount, it's a great example of Jesus fulfilling the true meaning of many of those commandments. And I love, Neil, what you just said about about looking at commandments as instruction. Correct. Versus like a rule. Correct. Right? So an instruction is like I'm teaching my kid to ride a bike, and I say, okay, put your hands here. Well, that's a commandment. Correct. But I'm not. It's a. It's an instruction. I'm teaching her or him how to ride a bike. That's right. So I use, quote-unquote, commandments, but I'm just teaching. I'm instructing. Right. That's exactly right. And the whole goal, the whole point of all of the Torah, if you will, all of the, what we Christians call the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. was all focused on having a revelation, an understanding of Messiah. God had to prepare. That's God's plan. That's God's That's plan. That's God's plan. Right? God the Father yeah. had to present, mm-hmm. had to develop an environment, the Jewish people, mm-hmm. in, within which he could pour out a revelation mm-hmm. called a Messiah. All yeah. these terms of redemption, repentance, mm-hmm. uh, future life in Messiah, kingdom of heaven, all of these things are Jewish concepts, all of them found in what we call the Old Testament, the Torah. Pointing to, leading to, getting you prepared to see Messiah. And that is what Jesus actually reacted to when he pointed out the failure of people. You, you're, you're, you're focusing on the minutia, which was to get you to see, and here's the manifestation, and I want you to become bigger. Now remember, Jeff, what's really important for people who care about these documents, their life in Messiah, their mm. Christian faith, if you will. Mm-hmm is that we have no idea how many of those people that Jesus maybe chastised at some point in their life, like myself, I'll speak for myself, maybe at one point was rebellious, was doing anything but following Messiah, but had a change of heart, and it became real. So we have to keep that in mind, too, that we don't know how many people came into the faith of which we know it was added to daily, that one day you might say and act a certain way and be recorded <laughs> in the books. Yeah. But next week, you might be a changed human being, right? Yep. And that's what we don't have. We just have a snapshot of an event at the time. Mm. And so, yes, while Jesus was rough, on the rulership of Israel, it does in no way negate the promises of God who he said are eternal and forever toward Israel and yeah. the Jewish people. Yeah. And then the question becomes, 
who is Israel? Who is Israel? Right. Who is Israel? That's what that and that and that's the question we're going to be talking about over and over as we go along here. I want to point out one other thing about. Uh, so I I I cut the the quote unquote the Jews in John's Gospel. I cut them some slack about the way they were acting, and here's why. For four hundred years, the prophets were silent. There was no prophetic utterance. All they had was the book. All they had was the scroll. They had no new news, if you like. <laughs> right? Right? After Zechariah, God was silent for 400 years until Christ, until Jesus came. And I thought, well, that's pretty... I, I, how would I like it if all I had, all I had, was words written down on a paper? I would get... I would, I, I would go... You know, I would start to think... I'm just speaking personally. I would start to think, well, where's God? Where is God? Right. How come he hasn't spoken? 400 years is a really long time. Right. And then all of a sudden, this guy shows up. <laughs> right? And he says, I am he. Right. And he starts doing manifestations yes. of things that make people pay attention. Yes. And he's upsetting their apple cart. And he's upsetting their and I totally, theology. I totally get it that they would hate the man. I totally get it that they would go, whoa, wait a second here. We've been taking care of these people for 400 years, and you come along and you tell us, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just having empathy right, for them, even even though what they did was terrible and necessary, it turns out, for Jesus to be crucified. But And Jesus knew what he was doing, I think, when he berated them, because it helped move the storyline along that he was going to get killed and he had to make him mad to do that so uh and i and i remember in in the book of acts that uh, stephen the martyr the first mm. martyr stephen, stephen. Mm -hmm. who was a gentile jew by the way he was a gentile who became a jew really interesting not a jew that became a christian sure he was a gentile who became a jew who became a christian right right <laughs> right yeah interesting right yeah. so he quotes the Torah to them, right? Verbatim, because they didn't think he was a real Jew because he was a Gentile Jew, right? They were giving him all kinds of static, and he just, like, let him have it with the Torah. He gave him the story of the Jews. Right. And then he, at the end of that story, he berates them and calls them all kinds of terrible, terrible things, and guess what they do? Yeah. They kill him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if you say that in that context, that's yeah. exactly right. They had 400 years to develop a theology. They had 400 years to contemplate what could this mean. Yes. They had 400 years to think of all of the revelation that didn't make mm -hmm. sense yeah. based on what they knew at the time. Yep. And that is what we tried to hit on a little bit, I think, earlier, Jeff. But today we're confronted with, wait a minute, there is a people group from all the nations of the world back in a predefined, preordained geographic dot on the globe just exactly as God revealed it, not yesterday or the week before, but thousands of years ago. And he specifically told them, here are my blessings. If you do them, you will be blessed. Here are curses that will befall you. If you do them, they will come upon you. Now, when you fail, mm -hmm. because that's how he put it to them, when you fail, Jeff, that's very hard.
to, to rationalize. But God knew humans will fail. But he talked about you will be redeemed, you will be loved, you will be chief among the nations. The Gentiles will stream to you. Ten Gentiles will grab the the tzitzit, it's, it's translated hem of his garment, just like in Jesus when the woman with an issue of blood. Ten Gentiles will grab this tzitzit, the, the fringe of your, of your prayer shawl, and they'll say, let us go with you, for it's obvious that God is with you. Mm-hmm. And that is the day we're in today, this mm-hmm. restoration mm-hmm. and a rethinking of what could these things mean, just like your 400 years mm-hmm. where we've got established doctrines and churches and organizations. But it's the same thing. It's man's attempt to make sense out of God's word and swinging and missing. Swinging and missing. And and the uh, the other thing about it, Neil, that that is interesting about what you said because you quoted the book of Zechariah which is the last book in the Old Testament is it not? Uh, well I think chronologically we might say Malachi but But Zechariah is uh, very much speaking of a uh, end time uh, 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 what's called the the, the end of days that's a term we use to to describe a period because it says on that day on that day on that day Ten Gentiles right. will grab the hem of the garment of a Jew and say, "Take me with you, because we know that God is with you." That God is with you, yeah. and we're seeing yeah. that today with all of the enormity of things coming out of Israel, both spiritual, it's an, it's amazing, as well as scientific, economic. That little dot on the globe is forefront in the world's economy of nations. Now we know there's a great many things lined up to wipe it out. We can see that every night on the news. You don't have to be a prophet to look at that and see there are some horrible days coming ahead before the redemption, as it were. So the the apocryphal verses in the Bible, the revelatory verses, the prophetic verses in the Bible are the ones that are the hardest to rationalize because... We, we, we can come up with a quote-unquote theory that explains it away, but it's just a theory. We don't actually know. Correct. So when, it, when, it, when we say on that day, mm-hmm. on that day, and we talk about the Jews coming, coming back, and we talk about uh, the second temple and the third temple, which we're all going gonna to get to all of these things as we, as we go forward. I, I don't know how I can read that as a Christian. I don't know how I can read the passage we just discussed and say it doesn't mean anything. I don't know how I can say the Jews don't matter. I don't know how I can say that Israel doesn't matter if that's what's going to happen. Correct. I have to explain it away some other way in order to dismiss Israel, in order to say they don't matter, in order to say the Middle East doesn't matter. I have to look at that passage and say, well blah, 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 and come up with some story that convinces me that I'm right in my bias. Yes, and that's what people are faced with, and that's what I think our discussion basically at its core is about, is are you willing, are you interested in re-evaluating what you may have been told or hold as true in light of what's called facts on the ground and do the facts on the ground line up with the revelatory documents we call the Bible, front to back? It's, it's asking myself, I'm 
So if I was listening right now, I would be asking myself, am I responsible for what I know? Hmm. Am I responsible for, or do I just take what I'm told and accept it? Right. So I think if we look at the scripture again, we all have to stand before God at the end and give a reason, give an explanation. Right. So that tells me, as a Christian, I'm responsible for my own decisions, my own opinions. I don't take what anybody tells me as a fact unless I check it out myself. Because I, and I'm going to discern that to the degree that I am capable of discerning. And I'm going to come up to an opinion because I'm going to be held accountable for that opinion. Right. And I want it to be right. We want it to be as right as a human being and the fallen nature can, can make it can right. Be at right. this point. Correct. Well, Neil, this has been a great first discussion. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we did this and I'm glad we're doing this and I have really I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. Thanks, Jeff, and I hope that it was a uh, scintillating enough to make people want to uh, continue their efforts to think about this issue and uh, hopefully tune in again and uh, join the discussion. So we'll, you'll be able to contact us, uh, folks, uh, as you're listening to this. Uh, we'll, if you go to uh, our, our, the home for our podcast is uh, Spreaker.com, Spreaker.com. And uh, you can go there to, to find out about us. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to be launching a web landing page so you can, so you, can uh, you know, get, get in touch with us. Um, and we'll have an email address for you to, to, uh, to get in touch with us because we'd love to hear what you think about the program. And please feel feel free to share it uh, with your friends and, and people that you know and your pastor even. Uh, we're, 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 we're trying to generate a discussion about why the Middle East is important and why Israel is important. And, uh, you know, you're part of that discussion. We'd love to hear what you think. So thanks, Neil. Thanks, Jeff. It's been great. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.